Right. Down to three. It that, depends on the timing, doesn't it? That one's it? too early. <laughs> that one's, that too one's early. at lunchtime. Oh, okay, we could actually go to this one. 9.45, Pleasant's Courtyard, Bunker 1. Oh, that's right here. It's that room we're seeing opposite this very second. Alice Snedden, I think she wins. Oh my goodness, Alice Snedden. And she is, um, this was directed by Rose Matafer. Yes, I'm fairly sure they're mates. Yeah. Done. Alice Snedden, I'm hoping to see you. Okay, awesome, let's go get some tickets. Awesome. She makes sounds like we're off to buy tickets. <laughs> Two tickets, please. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 30 by 30, a podcast tracking 30 adventures as challenged by my friends before my 30th birthday. In this podcast series, you're going to hear me climb a mountain, attend a protest, ride a motorbike, attempt to date my comedy idol, yikes, and so much more. Right, big episode coming up. Three challenges are awaiting your ears this week. So this is going to be a very different episode and I'm doing it with a different format too because there's just so much to get through. You're basically not going to hear from voiceover me very much, but instead from four mates, two confusingly with the same name, mainly recorded up in Edinburgh during the Fringe Festival. So let's just get started as we have um, a lot of conversation to get through. You're first going to hear from Greg, then Alice and another Greg, and finally Becky. So here we go. Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe. Thank you. Um, it's one of my favourite places on the planet. And so my main challenge to you is to come to the Edinburgh Fringe before you turn 30. But you have to do a few specific things while here. Okay. As you've noticed in the last, I would say, five hours, I've encouraged you to collect every flyer that we've been given. Yes. And that's because... A big part of the fringe is flyering. Yeah. And we you will honestly be offered a flyer. You'll be offered hundreds of flyers. Yeah. And I think that in previous years, when I have interacted with flyers, it can be quite fun. And they're just tasked with giving a flyer out to people. Yeah. And they learn a spiel and it's just quite nice. Yeah. And I think it's good practice to accept at least some. But what I'm going to encourage you to do is to accept every flyer that you get offered at the fringe. Okay. okay. And then what we're going to do at some point is lay them out. Yeah. And I want you to decide which one you find the most hilarious. Okay. Of the, of the flyers. Of the flyers. Right. And then we're going to go to that show. Okay. Okay. That's fun. I yeah. thought you were going to ask me to then be a f- to do the flyers. No. And you're going no. to leave me on a corner. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. that's so much, then. that's so much better than no. I change it. No, you've said it now, you've said it, it's a verbally binding contract. Oh, that's so much better. Okay. No, I love that, that's great. So far the winner is the two girls, I think, who were pretending to be walruses. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, but the one that, that definitely involves men being dressed up as sperm, that one also looks that one look good be too. quite fun. You being a flyer is so good, sorry I can't get... <laughs> I can't like get away from that now. I am relieved. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> I think that could be part of it. No. Okay, that's one. One part okay, of the challenge. Great. Um, another one which I think you may have thought could be one. Yeah. We we are in Scotland. Yeah. And the national dish is of course haggis and deep fried Mars bar. Right. Have you ever had a deep fried Mars no, bar I before? Had a You're at the Edinburgh Fringe. You've got to have a deep fried Mars um, bar. Am I having haggis as well? Or just the deep fried Just the deep fried Mars bar. Fine. Yeah, I won't make you eat, make you eat haggis. Okay. No. We might have some vegetarian listeners. Yeah. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to offend them. No. 
Um, and then the third one is, for various reasons, I think you should have flowers in your <laughs> on your head. Yes. As much as possible, because okay. we are at a festival. Yeah. It may not be a music festival, yeah. but I want you to be a festival goer yes. for this weekend. Yes. So this morning you did have some flowers in your hair. I did. And it was wonderful. Yes. And I would like to encourage you to do that. So I've just got to kind of keep my eyes peeled keep for eyes peeled. any kind of flower. Yeah, wildflowers, fake flowers, uh, daisies. Yeah. Someone's calling out for a show. Yeah. Um, Pots of flowers pots outside of flowers. people's flats. Yeah. Quick, quick steal. Yeah, we're not talking like orchids. Yeah. So they're your three challenges. So okay. collect every flyer you get offered, go to one of those shows, slash, then distribute the flyers <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the fringe. Yeah. Second one is eat a deep fried Mars bar. Yeah. Third one is flowers in your hair. As much as possible. Or at all times. Ideally at all you don't right. have any now. No, I need to okay, so part one, en route to Reese. I'll, I'll look for flowers yeah. and collect more flyers. Yes. Fine. And I didn't make you heckle. You and thought you I was going to make you heckle. I know. Thank you so much. And I'm also glad that I'm not going to be flyering. You are. What have we just seen? Who have we just seen? We just saw Rosie Jones. And who else have we seen? So, first show we saw was Lou Sanders. Yeah. Which was very good. Yes. Quite rude. Yes. Rude woman. In like a dungeon. In a dungeon type room. Yeah. That was our first show. And then we saw Reese. Friend Reese. Yes. In a proper theatre. Proper theatre, which was good. Second yeah. time you've ever seen him. Yes. Hundredth time I've ever seen yeah, him. Yeah, how many times do you think you have seen him? Loads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ever, like, yeah, from when he was doing crap little bars at Manchester Uni to now where he's in a big room at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, and he was amazing. Yeah, yeah I thought he was good. He was so Although good. Although we saw him afterwards and he was obviously not so happy with his performance. Yeah, which was really, which was, I, I totally understand. Yeah. It, it's your own art, you're going to be critical. Yeah. He had nothing to worry about. He was brilliant. Yeah. But I think he, we're quite late at the fringe, so I think people just get a bit yes. miserable. If yeah. anyone can hear in the background someone like screaming, that is Rosie that Jones, is who we've Jones. just seen. All her friends um, are arriving. With her pals, yeah. which is lovely. Yeah. And then we saw, uh, who was she after that? Uh, Rose Matafeo. Rose Matafeo, who's really good. She's ex- she, she had a massive theatre uh, Yeah, big, bloody theatre. She's a 27-year-old Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Lots of lols. She won the Perry Award last year. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. And then we've just had a lazy day today. Yeah. And saw Rosie Jones. And then we've yes. got a late night slot yeah. with big David O'Doherty tonight. So it's... 10 past 8 yeah. so we've got another 4 hours yeah. until we we're going to have about 100 more Prosecco before we get there <laughs> yeah. yeah and then we've got one show booked in for tomorrow mm-hmm. who is one of the nominees Ivo Graham for the Perry Award yeah yeah which is really exciting. It's exciting. He's just like a big old posh eaten boy. Yeah. But like, solid. There's nothing really to differentiate him from all of the other posh white yes. comedian men. Yes. But he's just quite charming. He, like, I don't want to compare him to Michael McIntyre. Yeah. But he's got a similar what kind of like mean? goofy, light-hearted, like he's very silly. He smiles a lot. Yes. And the award's announced tomorrow, so we might be seeing the award winner. No, We have you know. impeccable taste when it we comes do. to comedians. And drinks. And all clothes. Yeah, yeah. Cashmere. We're just having impeccable days. Yeah. So, Greg, do you want to tell everyone how we know each other? Um, we actually met at a brothel. <laughs> no, we met. <laughs> we met at Eighty Strand. Yeah. Uh, Dorling Kindersley. Yeah. The date was uh, June 2013. Yeah. 
and I had just joined yes. as a project editor. Yes. You were already working for the company, still I was, do, obviously. Uh, I was editorial assistant. Yes. And uh, it was my first day. Yeah. Very nervous. Yeah. Fresh-faced. Yeah. Bunny boy. <laughs> and came in. <laughs> And you were just a ball of friendship and welcomingness. Yes. Uh, when everyone else was like obviously being nice. Yeah. But you were like being particularly like, hey, welcome. And it was really nice. Oh, that's so and nice. And I feel like we immediately kind of became pals. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we were working on a project called Trip Planner together, which yeah. was an absolute car crash. Shambles. Yeah, shambles, which maybe helped the initial bonding process yeah. of us and Claire and Freddie who were also on it yeah. um, and then yeah from there we became sort of tea buddies I'd say tea buddies yeah yes. where we would have at least a couple of cups of tea every day yeah. and then I moved over to Rough Guides a yes. couple of years later and we, we remained tea buddies yes. um, so we worked together for what like a good few years yeah yeah um, so you joined in 2013 and you left in 2017. Yeah. So four years. Four years. Right, so four and then, years. yeah, and then obviously I, let, I ended up leaving yeah. 80 Strand because Rough Guides was sold. Very yeah. sad day. It was a sad that day. That was a particularly sad day because I came in a shell of a man yes. to clean up my desk because the night yeah. before we had had a uh, leaving do. It was sad. It was, a, it was a very sad day. And now here we are having a glass of Prosecco in Edinburgh. So, what what was your challenge? Make yourselves so, comfortable. I feel like I need to apologise because I've put you through a lot yes. with this challenge. I There's been to and fro's, umming and ahhing. I don't know why I couldn't just land on a good idea. Yes. But um, you, the, the opportunities are so vast. You're like, I will do anything you tell me to. Yeah. And that's so funny, the different ideas you can have. Yeah. I think it's maybe healthy to go through the process of coming up with lots of different ones. Yeah. Anyway, so we started with, very simple, we will both bunk off work, yeah. go to the seaside and have an ice cream. Yes. Which I think is a great plan. It was a great plan. It is a great plan. Yeah, it remains a great plan and maybe we will do it one day. But we were like, actually, this probably isn't the best idea. Well, it was when you decided to do the podcast, we were like, if any of your um, bosses or colleagues Which hear it. they do listen. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, yeah. George. Hello, Rachel. Sorry, George. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously that's not allowed. So we were like, okay, scrap that. Yeah. Because us just going to the seaside and having an ice cream isn't interesting or a challenge no, in any way. No. Then I had a brainwave, which was for you to wrap the alphabet aerobics <laughs> by Blackalicious, yes. which is one of the hardest songs to remember all the words to. Daniel Radcliffe did a memorable performance of it on something, like Jimmy, Jimmy, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon or something. Yeah. Um, and the idea of you rapping I found really funny. But then... <laughs> I don't know, maybe I thought that that was more something that I was going to take pleasure out of rather than you. Yes, and maybe listeners. Yeah, listeners would have sure loved it. I'm not sure how, but that would have been a very short episode. Well, would it though? Because you would have recorded you learning the lines. Oh, I see. You know, it could have been, been, been a real it been yeah. A journey. Yeah, so, I mean, I still half expect you one day to, when we meet up, yeah. you to be able to recite that. Yes. Keep that in mind. Yes. That like, might be a bonus episode. That's an expectation that yes. now is on your shoulders. Um, and then it was to go to a festival. Yes. You've never been to a festival I, before. I haven't. And, and a lot of my friends love festivals. Yeah. And I know that you would love a festival, but I know that you're not much of a camping girl. No. Um, so the idea was, let's go to a festival, camp, yeah. wear a daisy hat, <laughs> daisy chain, what would you call it? Like a garland. Garland. Uh, and have a wet wipe shower every day and just lose yourself yeah. in the festival. Yeah. Um, Great idea. Good I, idea. I was quite excited about that. Yeah. I felt like a challenge. 
because, as you said, like a wet white watch yeah. fills me with horror. For like one reason or another, mainly because I was being disorganised, it didn't happen this summer. No. It didn't happen. I was away a lot. Sorry. Then there was a brief interlude yeah. where the challenge was simply to eat a can of baked beans. Yeah, because yeah, I hate baked beans yeah. with a passion. And you're kind of, you're a bit of a baked bean connoisseur. I, I eat baked beans at least once a week. And, and you do, but you don't just have beans on toast, like you are quite creative. Posh beans. Posh beans. You use capers, olives? No, not capers. Okay. Nah, nah. <laughs> Don't hate me if somebody puts capers in baked beans. But you put cheese? Yeah, 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 that's not like creative. I'll put well, I don't know, on. I don't eat baked beans. But okay. yes, I would maybe put parmesan. Oh, well, that's quite swanky. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, maybe a bit of rocket. Okay. Maybe a bit of pesto. That is disgusting. Don't knock it till you try it. That is so um, gross. So that was one of them, but then obviously that was just a terrible idea, so that got scrapped. Scrapped. And then it was, I think I once asked you. Do you think you would be able to kill? Well, no. Do you think you should be able to kill an animal if you're going to eat it? Yeah. And, yeah. You, and the discussion was obviously like, yeah, I guess in theory you should. And then we spoke about maybe the challenge being you killing a, a chicken I and think, eating it. I think that was also because when Simon and I were in the Lake District, mm. he told me how to kill it. I think we had that same discussion, and he told me how to kill a chicken. That was it. So then I said to you, "Do you know how to kill a chicken?" Yeah. And then you were like, "Well, prove it." Yeah. Which is to throw it over your shoulder <laughs> yeah. and break its neck. And again, that the image of that, I found very funny. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, Peter, as we've spoken about, the chariot, like, they yeah. would be on our backs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would upset everyone. Of like, course. it would be a horrific. My uh, poor, poor Silver Spice yeah. would hate you forever. Exactly, and that's the last thing I want. Yeah. Um, so, no, that got scrapped. And then it was like, well, look, you've never been to the Edinburgh Fringe before. It's one of my favourite places on earth, so yes. I want to kind of show it off to you. Yes. It is technically a festival. Yes. Um, and maybe if you were to wear flowers on your head, yes. then it would count as being a festival experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we are now. And I am, in fact, wearing flowers you on are. my head. Yeah, you're wearing wonderful flowers. What colours have you got? Give us a look. So you've got purples and yellows and some... Is that... What's this, like, dangly... We found a, we went for a walk. Yep. We found a very uh, a big bush. Big bush full of flowers yeah. and you pillaged it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Went for it. Yeah. So here we are in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. You've given your specific uh, sub challenges. Yeah, because it can't be too simple. Because it can't be too simple. No. Um, and we're just going to crack on. We're just going to crack on. So we've got a bag full of flyers. Yeah. Um, you've got flowers in your hair. Yeah. And um, what's we the other one? Deep fried mascot. Which we think would be good before David Doherty comes at midnight. So it'd be a nice little pick, pick like pre David yeah. pick me up. Yeah. Although I don't know what world that's a pick me like, like <laughs> Yeah, I probably want to lie stodge. down yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I'm not sure if a pick me up is what it'll be. But it's a, you know, you've got to do it. How are you feeling about turning more than 13? Because you are, in fact, five days. I'm five days your senior. Yes. Um, How are you feeling about it? It's just over six months away. Six months, 29 and six months. I guess, so I've got two older brothers, Big Up, Ali D and Tommy D. And they, um, yeah, both older, so they've both turned 30. So whenever I reach an age, whether it's 18 or 21 or 25, I always feel like I've, all, I've seen it already. And I always feel like the youngster yeah. catching up. Yeah. And like my friendship group generally looks upwards rather than downwards. So we've got quite a lot of friends who are up to 35 years old or whatever. Yeah. Um, rather than younger friends. So I think that it doesn't seem that scary. Okay. 
Um, That's good. Yeah, which is good. I suppose I have some anxieties around it. Like we were talking about earlier, how we both look quite young. Yeah. We're quite young-looking people. Yeah. And I do think that there will become a point where people just won't believe. I know. That I'm 30. I also thought. I think I would have always thought that I could would be able to grow a real beard by the time I yeah. turned 30. Yeah. And as you can see now, yeah. listeners can't see it, but if you can imagine... I can confirm. If you can imagine, like, a goatee, <laughs> uh, and then, like, I don't know, some light yes. feathering... Yes, <laughs> ...on the cheeks. Yeah. Uh, it's not impressive. No. I'm not proud of it. But maybe on your 30th birthday, you'll wake up with, like, a biblical beard. Just sprout. <laughs> yeah. Like a Roald Dahl character. Yeah, exactly. Or some, like, a Victorian gentleman. God, I hope so. Just in a big sideburn. Yeah. No, that would be good. Um, so I'm feeling... I feel like I'm feeling all right about it. Yeah. But obviously it's been like a, a year of change for me. Yeah. Come out of a relationship, which I was yeah. in for quite a long time. And I think that part of me has thought, oh, I'm 20, this is the last year of my 20, that happened around when I was turning 29. Yeah. And it's almost like, it was at that point I think I realised, oh God, I've only got one year left in my 20s. Yeah. So there is an element of that. Um, I think, I blame friends. Has this come up before? On the podcast. What do you mean? You don't the, you know, the, not, not oh, as in right. friends. Was, pals. Yeah, I was going to say, no, 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 I don't no. blame my friends at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I worship my friends. I hate my friend. <laughs> no, I blame the TV show Friends. Yeah. Because yeah. they created. There's that episode with Rachel was freaking out about turning 30. Yeah. And I think that that kind of embedded an idea in people's heads that turning 30 is weird or scary. Yeah. And that's kind of stuck with a lot of people. Like, you know that image of Rachel sat around the table her, like, and she's miserable. Yeah. And she's like, oh, but I'm not even with anyone. Now I've got to be with someone for a few years and then yeah. I'll have a baby. And like, I think that that kind of gets Long in the, the head. Seed, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Friends is to blame for a lot of our, our generation's anxieties. I feel like there's a sense that you should always be hanging out in coffee shops and they are never at work yes and it's like and it's that fear of missing out and it's like you know we all have to go to work we all have to go home and eat baked beans on toast thank you or just you know like pasta with cheese on it yeah because there's a point in the month where that's all you can afford you're absolutely right this is the reality you don't always have your friends hanging around with you sometimes you are literally alone in your flat yeah and that's okay that's how it's meant to be but we all have this idea your 20s should be this really glamorous exciting time and sometimes it is yeah sometimes it's just really real and bleak that's it because that's what that's what life is yeah and i think also the way that they're friendship group is structured it's like three guys and three girls yeah. and they all get on so well yeah. and it's it creates this impression that you think when I'm older I'm going to live opposite yeah. my best friends yeah. and we see each other every day yeah. and like, there'll never really be any tensions nope. and that's life yeah. but the reality in life, of life is that your friends are fragmented and there's different people everywhere and yeah, friends and fall you, away and then you get new it. friends ebbs and flows yeah so damn ebbs and flows yeah ebbs and flows yeah. <laughs> No, no, Lucy's had two gins, guys. <laughs> I've had more than two. Two, two and <laughs> times two. Yeah. So when I will turn 30, my family does Desert Island Discs, which I'm quite looking forward to. On, on, the 30th birth- on your 30th birthday? Yeah, you get given your eight discs. That is yeah. so lovely. Yeah, which should be good. Have you decided on your eight? Don't tell, don't tell us here. That's so this is the twist 
on the format is that they will like give it they'll like kind of decide for you oh. so for Ali and Tom yeah we don't like actually do the, yes, the process which I know your family does I have done that before, um, or yeah. has done in the past but no it will be it's kind of like your your records that define your life are kind of chosen for you and they're yeah. given and it's yeah it's quite nice because we all know each other's music tastes so well that is such a lovely idea what a yeah. wonderful thing to do yeah it's good yeah, so I've got I that but I need to get a record player before March the 4th, yeah. 2020. The quality of this next sound recording isn't great at first, but do just stick with it. I promise um, it becomes clearer as we send yeah. Arthur's seat to the sunrise. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what time is it? About... What time is it? It's 5.20. 5.20? Alice? 5.20 in the morning, 22nd of August. And we are walking up by the seat. Yes. Hoping to catch the sunrise. Yeah. So, how do we know each other? Wow. We've come across it for quite fortuitously. Yeah. I can't believe we're doing this when I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's great how you're talking while we're doing that. <laughs> um, so, we met to our lovely mutual friend, Correct. Um, Poppy and I were doing an internship at a recruitment agency in yeah. London as fresh-faced graduates in 2013 and I just moved to London, I was living to, with um, family, friends, Poppy was still living at home in Kent and Poppy and yourself were looking at flats yeah. in London and were struggling to find things for two people that weren't costing your whole pay diet. Yes. And Poppy suggested that, whilst I was also looking for a flat, that we start looking at a three. Yes. And I actually can't remember the first time we met. I do. Okay, I do. We on. met in a pub in Soho. I think I came up, because I was working on Strand, and I walked up after work and met you guys for a pint. I remember I was quite nervous, because <laughs> I think it was <laughs> sort of... Yeah, it was. It just thought like was a given that we were just then going to live together. Um, so I was a bit sort of nervous, and I remember just thinking you were absolutely adorable, and lovely. <laughs> um, so how long was it? Just under two years that we lived together. Oh right, yeah. I was like, no, that was much longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just under two years, I believe. Yeah. And I heard you in your last podcast episode speak about the how much you love East London and. Oh, you don't want to go to South London. Yeah. And I will take full yes. credit for this. <laughs> yes. Because when you and Poppy were looking at flats, it's all in South London, Wandsworth, Clapham. Oh my God, I need a break. Oh, <laughs> just admire the view for a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. Oh yeah, it's starting to get... It's getting lighter, isn't it? Now. Yes. I think we're going to be quite lucky, actually. Yeah. There's, there's a few clouds, but... So Not too pretty. many, yeah. It's so pretty quiet. Pretty, uh, yeah, so you, you're right in um, that yes. Poppy and I were looking at, we looked in Clapham, I believe. Clapham. I know, I do remember actually looking at Clapham and everywhere was so expensive and just really grim. Yeah, absolutely awful. And, and I, we, yeah. And I touched the idea of East London and I don't think this went down well with you and Poppy. Well, I don't know. You were very reluctant. My sister, my <laughs> sister was in Lewisham. And I was dating a guy who lived in very far east London. So I think probably I was a bit wary, probably jumped at it more than Poppy did. And plus it has magical DLR. 
Yes, exactly. Um, and I remember going to see the flat because I think I saw it first. And then yeah. you, but you found the flat. I'll take that credit as um, well. Yeah. <laughs> and we were in time out. In <laughs> yes. the flat. We were in time out. We were doing a big piece on renting in London and finding somewhere affordable. Yeah. So then we were there for just under two years. And then you moved in with Greg in North London. Right. And now you're back in Edinburgh. And now we're back in Edinburgh. With native land. Exactly. We've gone full circle. I've dragged English Greg up to Edinburgh. Yeah. Which he... Which he loves, I believe. I do indeed. <laughs> How long have you guys been here now? Seven months. Seven months. That leads us nicely into why you challenged me to watch the sunrise from off the seat. Well, yeah, I guess it was a, a mix of things. First, it was quite selfish and as an excuse to get you up and catch <laughs> yeah. up with you. I guess the, the next few were when we were talking about it, everything we came up with was outdoors. Yeah. What were some of the other ones? Um, Let's make about Munro's. Climbing Munro. Okay. Which is like a... People, in Scotland you get people who think like Munro bag. Okay. I don't actually... I can't remember how many Munro's there are. About 200 I think. And actually how high they are? Yeah. Much higher than Arthur's seat. Yeah. Um, so we scaled it down a bit. Yes. I'm grateful. <laughs> I think we also wanted to choose something that... Like a lot, a lot of your other challenges. That we hadn't done? Yeah. Even though we've been up out of the seat many a time. Never watched the sunrise? Yeah. Um, lovely watching the sunrise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we know that you love Edinburgh as well, so. Yeah. I thought you'd be more than willing to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Go I'm out of breath. I know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, this okay. is what the plateau comes to. Okay. Where you can see two others. Oh, this is so lovely. Oh, final push. Final push. Um, oh, I think it's such a great challenge. Good. I really, glad. really do. I thought it was really, um, it was really charming. Um, and just sort of, as you say, it's nice to do it together. I mean, you guys haven't done it before. And as Greg says, it's always nice to just watch the sunrise somewhere. It really is. I feel like it's something that's quite special. Yes. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever watched it or gone out my way to watch somewhere special. Where I live, it's always yeah. been when I've been travelling or on holiday somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we've kind of worked out with the weather because I think we were all looking at it the past like two weeks. Yeah. A bit obsessively. Um, and yesterday you sent me a lovely picture of the sunrise just in your flat. It looked amazing yesterday in the flat. So yeah. Good sign. The weather forecast is actually similar. Yeah. For tomorrow. Yeah. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Okay, we're doing well. What time is it now? 5.32. Okay. Upwards. Great. Yeah, we're nearly there. Go on, team.
Greg, how old are you? 28. How have you both thought about turning 30? Yeah, for me, it's never been a big thing. No. I mean, I don't really celebrate birthdays hugely, but yeah, I've never really given it much thought. I guess there's, there's you always, I guess you, I understand why it's a big thing. Mm. And it's when you're younger, you always think, well, when I'm 30, I want to have yeah. to be in this position or have this, have that. But I guess it's just a number at the end of the day, isn't it? It's, yeah, I've never really... It's not something that troubled you. No, no. I think um, it's not something that I've thought much about either until you started doing the podcast. But I think that's partly because it's still a few birthdays away yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know because quite a few of our friends are about to turn 30. We're seeing people kind of going through similar things with... Shall I have done this? Shall I be doing this by the time I'm 13? Overthinking everything. Mm. And I think, I don't know, it's hard to say at this point, I don't think I'll be like that. I think I've inherited quite a good approach to age from my mum. Yeah. She's always just sort of, she's never understood why people freak out every time they get a year older and her stance is always better than the alternative. Yeah. Um, yeah. So True. I think there's a bit of that, but then it is hard to know when we get to do it. And I think, I think a factor will be like by the time we get married so by the time we get turned 30 sorry we will be married we own a flat so i think and i know that's mm. often the things that people mention mm. so i can't say that that wouldn't be a factor if that wasn't the case mm. but i actually think conversely we're seeing a lot of our friends who i um, have just got married who are about to turn 30 and all of a sudden sort of overnight the conversation has turned to children yeah and for us yeah that that is kind of the equivalent of mindly freaking out about turning 30. Yeah. We're just like, whoa, 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 when did we get to this point? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think... Yeah, stop it now. Stop it now, yeah. Because <laughs> there's other, th- other big things you do, like getting a mortgage or yeah. getting married. But and yeah, they're, of course, they're growing up, but it doesn't overly change your life. No. Whereas yes, that really so, does. That's so, I so think true. That for me is more the thing that, with time going on, I think that's what I freaks me out yeah. scares me the most yeah I also really like what your mum says about well, the, it's better than the alternative yeah. that's such a good that's such a good point <laughs> actually yeah. that kind of should be the, the byline whenever <laughs> anyone mainly yeah. me is freaking out and it's, it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen anyway and you can only just take what each year comes and um, has to come and everyone says that your 30s are when you're more secure in yourself yeah. you're more financially secure than your 20s but I do appreciate that I don't know, I suppose if you're, I don't know, let's just say you've gone travelling for a year in your 20s, you kind of feel like it's justifiable because you're young, you're in your 20s, whereas yeah. maybe once you get to your 30s, maybe you don't feel like you you can do that as much. So I think we'd be lying if we say that it's, well, if it doesn't concern us now, it probably will. Yeah, that's true. In some regards. Ask me again, it's just fine next year. <laughs> I, yeah, will, I will, Greg. I will be checking in every year now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, good news. Oh yeah, good news. Yeah. Trying to think of some um, more after seat facts. Oh yeah. So tell us the, the, what's the what's the morning dew one. So every May Day, mm-hmm. women 
um, woke up after six for um, at dawn um, and washed their face in the dew from the grass to keep them youthful mm -hmm. and beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think we should just forever. give it a shot on I the way down. There's no harm. <laughs> it's also a man-made monument to help cure Edinburgh Festival hangovers. Ah! That's <laughs> what we tell everyone when they tell well, And some people believe it. My mum my said this to us, jokingly, when we were up a couple of times ago. Yeah. And my friend Becky went, Really? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing! Oh, Becky, I really love Becky. She sounds great. It, it, it does cure a good hangover, so bear that in mind. Yeah, that's good to know. It wasn't made specifically for it. Good to know. And the other legend is um, there used to be a dragon that used to fly around Edinburgh and terrorise the city, and then eventually it lay down to sleep and never woke up. And we're on the and dragon. We're on the dragon. Oh, I like that one. And then. It was also a volcano. Yes. I think that we know for sure. Yes, but I didn't know that. I think you told me that, mm. that it was a volcano. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was worth it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really was. So, so I think that when we recorded last, I think we'd seen Reese, yeah. and maybe we'd seen Rose and Alice, yes. but I don't think we'd seen David, and we certainly hadn't seen Ivo, and Ivo was our final performance. He was, wasn't he? And it was a great performance to end on. It was, and why, why did you say that? Because he didn't win the Perry Award. Yeah. But and he kind of reached his peak, and someone sort of broke kind of like good etiquette by yeah. like going to the. I mean, it was kind of nice that they at least they went to the bin and put something in the bin. I suppose so. But at the same time, it's just not what you do. No. You just hold your cup, put it on the floor. Halfway through a show. Halfway through a show, and then he kind of addressed this, and then in this rage, threw the bin. Across the he stage. did. He threw the bin. Across and you and I stage. were in the front row. Yeah. And he was in shock, the audience was in shock. And yeah. it, was an, it was one of those, you know, that feels like it's one of the highlights of the Fringe, because people were talking about Completely. it. Completely. I was pretty glad we saw it. And so he was, was yeah. obviously so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, he was. And then he obviously, he was fixated on how he had to clean it up. Yeah, and then he didn't. But then the woman, that was the sweetest thing yeah, yeah. we haven't really spoken about. So afterwards, the woman who had put the cup in the bin was the one who was straight on the stage helping to clean it up. I know, which is really sweet. That was nice, wasn't it? Really, really sweet. Humans are good sometimes. Yeah. You know, it was your first Fringe experience, and you want to have one of those standout moments and you do now yeah. so you've got that well thank you for a really really cool challenge like it wasn't a hardship if I'm honest <laughs> it wasn't that challenging it wasn't a challenge for you was it but it was now I can say that I have been to a festival yeah. and I've been to Edinburgh Fringe yeah. and I absolutely loved it I'm going to continue to come up with new I, like <laughs> there's a chance there's still a chance that that wasn't your challenge you know <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Someday you might in the next yeah. six months. And I might ask you to delete all of this recording and that was just a holiday. <laughs> and actually your challenge will be to do something. To kill a chicken. Kill a chicken yeah. or to do a rap. <laughs> or something. So, Becky, 
how do we know each other? So we've known each other for ages now, yeah. which seems ridiculous because I met you on my first day in my first proper job. Yeah. And I was you. Yeah. I was your not replacement, your little protege. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna make some Star Warsy thing, I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, I was your little apprentice. <laughs> and you yeah. looked after me. Yeah. And I will always remember it was the day before my twenty first birthday and you found out that it was and you organised a card for me. And yeah, it just made it all so good. Yeah, I think you got a little bit. Did you get emotional? No, you didn't get emotional. I'm though. always emotional. It's, <laughs> no, I remember because you, Kate, because you were like on short term contracts for yeah. a while. And I remember when you go. go <laughs> I remember you getting a bit emotional about going. Yeah. But now with you and I are parts of the furniture. I know. So old. Yeah. <laughs> now we're like veterans of our department. I know. It's awful. Everyone expects you to know the answers. It's just <laughs> yeah. clueless. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been ages. It has it? been a really long time. It's been for me it's been seven years. Yeah. So yeah, I twenty thirteen, so yeah, six, six over six years yeah. I've known you now. God, we're getting old, which we'll come on to. Um, so, Becky, what was your challenge to me? So, my challenge was, I don't know if it's your most difficult one, but um, I challenged you to date your comedy idol. Yes. Um, who is, do you want to say who your comedy idol is? My comedy idol is James Acaster, who people either know exactly who he is or they have no idea because I think once you know who he is maybe he's quite hard to forget yes yeah, yeah is, that, is that a fair I'd say so yeah he's James quite, is out there You're yeah unforgettable. <laughs> he's quite um, he's very tall and um, uh, a little bit gangly and a little bit nerdy I think you describe him possibly as a bit geeky and he's quite eccentric I'm sure he's yeah. not to everyone's taste but he's also incredibly intelligent and um just very very clever yeah he's like a um, off-piste louis through yeah but also like not <laughs> <laughs> like a alternative and, yeah louis. yeah because i guess he's kind of tall and slim and and fairly intelligent and yeah. you know quite he's on like mock the week and stuff so he's quite politically minded yeah um but nowadays louis is like not a weird crush everyone fancies everyone fancies louis, louis i don't think that many people he actually has... fancy james no you're right louis through has also got better he's definitely got better with age oh, yeah he really Seen him in the like, flesh delicious yeah and when you watch his older like his weird weekends <laughs> yeah. with of... that leather jacket yeah he, <laughs> yeah he's definitely He's really, really improved with age. Yeah. But James Acaster, I find that some girls get it completely, and guys get the crush completely, but other people think it's really odd. I think my parents think it's quite strange, but I do, I just have a really big crush on him. And I think what happened was, wasn't he doing a show opposite oh, work? yeah, he was. Yeah. Was, yes, it was right opposite. And I walked past and saw the sign, and I was like, it would just be the best thing if I could just somehow... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, on the strand. Yeah, get the two of us. amazing. Yeah. But alas, no. It didn't happen, but I think that might have planted the seed. I think it did. So why, yeah, why did you challenge so, me to this? So, I challenged you to this because at the time, you'd had a bad experience with uh, a boy. Yeah. Um, I just thought that... 
this would be good. Yeah. And see if you could do it. Yeah. And also, I thought, if no one challenged you, then you might never do it. Yeah. You might never meet him. It's so funny, because whenever I run through the challenges, that's always, like, my golden card. And when people ask yeah. for them, you know, what some of the challenges are, and everyone just always goes nuts for that one. That's definitely people's favourite oh, challenge. Can I <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Becky, I have yes. I got back from Edinburgh like a week ago, but I haven't actually told I you. I know, which is weird because I see you every single day. Yeah, I've purposely not, not told, told you. you what so here's what happened. Um, how did you find it? I liked it because I thought like he was sort of he was being very honest and open about as much as he could without us having read the book. Mm. But also, I liked it because he did actually add a little bit and he did actually do a bit of comedy. Yeah. Sort of, and what to do with fireworks. Yes. And that was quite funny. So it was quite nice that it was sort of him being himself, but then he also did his, like, James A. Castor being a comedian bit as well. Yeah, the joke being that the fireworks were actually gunshots at the book festival. Yeah, and he was like, I thought this was going to be Nerdsville. Yeah, yeah, that was good, Nerdsville. Yeah. Um, but there's something we need to discuss, Lucy, which is that... <laughs> okay, so there's the whole point we were there was this idea that you meet slash go on a date. Yes. Slash possibly even get a recording of James yes. A. Castor. and I think you you kind of wanted me to, like... I think you said if you ask a question, that's a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I count, that would have counted as a date if yeah. you'd if you'd asked. If we'd a question. have had a moment, like looking into each other's eyes, yeah. and me asking him a question and him like a deep question and him yes. answering it. But in a weird, things got a bit meta. Yeah. Because actually, it felt like he was addressing at, at times he was addressing the idea that with his therapist, for example, yeah. he finds that people who get close or people only get close to him or interact with him because they want to use his fame or to be near James Acaster, which yeah. kind of is sort of why we went tonight. Completely. So there's a slightly strange... I don't know, how did you feel about that? Yeah, you're right. But then but then it was exemplified in the fact that then a guy did ask a question. He put up his hand mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm doing a podcast. Please, will you come on and talk about your favourite records? And James Acaster was basically like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was really awkward. And then he said, um, James A. Gosser in a very polite way said no because um, I'm in a bad, I've got like, you know, I'm quite anxious and I just want to regroup a bit in that at the moment, I'm not doing any podcasts. And the guy said, oh yeah, your agent essentially told me to, told me to, to F, F off. off. Yeah. And James A. Gosser said, well, no, she didn't. She never would do she that. She never would do that. And the fact you said that makes me not want to go on a podcast with you. And all of this was happening. And I was thinking, thank God. I mean, can <laughs> you imagine? God. If that had been... I would, well, I would have then had a breakdown. You would have, you would have, had, to have, you would have had to have left the room. <laughs> I'd have to have left the fringe. Delete feel, the podcast. I'd the train. I'd been on the first train home back to London. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have blamed you. I would have helped you get to the station. <laughs> oh, James. I know. Well, hopefully... You know, challenge still open. Who knows? He's listening. Yes, James, we hope you're okay. And if you ever fancy coming on this podcast or going on a date, then just drop me a line. Yeah. So, Becky, do you have any slightly unusual crushes? <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. I don't know if you actually know this about me. Excellent. But um, An exclusive. Yeah. Um, so, I used to have a really big crush. On Winston Churchill. <laughs> I'm not what? even joking. Um, I think I'm just going to blame it on a variety of things, like girls' school, and he was very eloquent. Like 
you like speeches. a man, yeah, who yeah, yeah, can make yeah. a grand speech. I mean, any exes of mine, I just like say, don't look like Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> like balding, 60-year-old, overweight yeah, men. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I don't know, it, it is really embarrassing. Yeah. But then I was thinking, because I was like, oh, do I want to mention that? Maybe I should do what my like current weird crush is. I don't actually think any of my crushes are kind of weird. Becky, that doesn't matter. Let's get back to this Winston Churchill <laughs> thing. Where does where do you think that comes from? So, so it's because like he was a grand speaker and he had like a presence. Yeah. And, and I think it was just like maybe I'm just power hungry. Yeah. I think it yeah, I think it must have been a mixture of just like history lessons and like really enjoying the way that he wrote and the way that he spoke and just being in that like weird yeah I was really really not expecting that answer (laughs) at all I'm a little bit in shock well it was more it was weird because everyone else we had like a um emo gardener okay like the most eligible man yeah alive and everyone else fancied him but no 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 you were about Winston Winston. yeah obviously (laughs) Winnie and me (laughs) Becky honestly that I was not expecting that at all I know yeah because like I mean, obviously, I like Louis through, but yeah, it's again, not weird he's though, not is weird. it? No, not at all. And then I was like, everyone else, I was like, mm, I don't know if I actually do have a crush on no crush on them really. Um, Becky, you're some years away, but how do you feel about turning thirty? So I am twenty-seven mm-hmm. now. Um, I I'm looking forward to it because I always heard that when you're thirty. You just, you have so much, it's almost like you instantly have a lot more self-confidence. Yeah. And you're just, like, happy with who you are. And I think your 20s are, I mean, being in the midst of them, they're tough. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it in that sense. But I also just really want to have, like, a classic Dirty 30, like, Ibiza weekend. Yeah, like, I'm envisaging just, like, absolute carnage mess. yeah are you pitching it being like, like love island party. Oh, no, okay. No, okay. no no okay no, okay that's love island would actually be too classy okay like, okay i'm talking just like to keep like starting early like yeah just really yeah. messy lots of shots lots of 18 year olds around just being like who is that old lady yeah i love that what a great thing to do for your 30th oh, yeah, dirty 30 that should be the name of your podcast and hey. um, that's brilliant becky what a great idea but that's interesting because you sort of hit and I think a lot of the stuff that my friends who are 29 or just turning 30 that we found our 20s actually quite difficult yeah is that something or you have you know highs and lows yeah have you found that yeah constant highs and lows yeah and just just never know what's gonna happen no. but then in a way that's great um so, like, I randomly reconnected with someone who I went to primary school with this yeah. week, and we're going for a drink. That's she lives so, down the road. That's so lovely. Who knew? And that's sort of thing which I would never have done before now. Yeah. And perhaps later in life, I probably couldn't. It's a bit weird. It is the time where I think you know, you start to know yourself. Yeah. Which you need before you get into the 30s and later. What a what wise word so from my protege. <laughs> <laughs> God, I've trained you Thank so you well. <laughs> Becky, thank you so much. I'm really sorry that I failed your challenge. You didn't fail. But Never. There's still time. Give it time. I still think. I mean, we've still got six months Exactly. Left Who knows what we can manufacture. I know. We'll be tweeting him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure he'll think that's You've really sexy. you too kind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you so much, lovely lady. Well done for making it to the end of episode eight. I know this was a really long one, so I shall keep this short. Sunrises, flowers, laughs, gins, all the best things. It was such a wonderful set of challenges. So a whopping thank you to Becky, Alice and the Gregs, especially Gryffindor Greg, for keeping me company on his challenge. Next time on the podcast... And I remember the next morning, I had nothing to change into, so I was wearing my dress from the night before, looking like, you know, whatever. And I remember walking back to my room and there was a cleaner who'd just come out of the room, which was obviously completely untouched, like a bed beautifully made. And she gave me a bit of a funny look, like little smile as I went into my room. I remember on the bedside table, I had a piece of paper which said, Lucy, room 304, whatever it was. And I was like, oh God. So yeah, that was great. You were big spoon, as I recall. Yeah. Speak soon.